this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. We are on episode 104, Jihad, the Holy War. This is part of a series of demystifying religion. Very sensitive topic, especially, you know, this time, uh, this time uh, in the history. Uh, a lot of say, issues around religion going on. Uh, and as a note... Uh, I'm not here to distort religion, to dissuade you from any uh, any religious practice that you uh, may be practicing. I'm actually here to clarify religion for you. Okay, so what that means is that you know through time, through history, religion has been distorted. Uh, what the originator really meant or thought uh, very different than what we read in books or what we hear in church or the mosque or uh, you know any religious or spiritual topic. So I'm here actually as a consultant to really help you understand so that your religion, so you're that, so that your faith actually enhances you, whether uh, it's supposed to enhance you in this side, uh, in this on in this physical plane or the hereafter. Okay, so we're going to just jump right in again. Jihad, the holy war, and then after, uh, like always, we're going to do a meta healing. Meta healing is a great way where I get you into a deeper state of meditation. Okay, past hypnosis, past neurolinguistic programming, NLP, uh, or anything physical here, and then I work on you at your source code to help you understand it, to help you actually live through the concepts. Okay, so let's just jump right in, and these are some of the comments. Uh, that I've gotten, uh, you know, over the years about what holy war means. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and read them to you, and then we'll tap into exponential intelligence uh, and see what exponential intelligence says. Uh, holy war it sounds like the war of all wars. It sounds like that God's involved, uh, and who can possibly defeat God? But if God is not personally fighting, but having the humans fight for him, uh, then whoever that God wants to fight against has no chance to win and live. Anyway, jihad, the holy war, sounds scary, ruthless. The fighter is fearless uh, and the victims hopeless. Jihad is the ultimate religious justification for violence. Right? Sounds about accurate, uh, the way most people see it. Right? Uh, here's another one. It makes me perceive Islam with lots of fear. Uh, it's a loveless religion of intolerance and violence. If God wants to fight someone, that person must be guilty and deserves to die. So in some cases, uh, the terrorists, because they're fighting for God, uh, are actually the good people. Why does God want us to fight? What's so holy about the war? But if the war is fought in the name of God, why does the Almighty God need the humans to fight his war? Uh, so these questions and much, much more uh, probably go through our minds. Okay? So let's, uh, let's go see what uh, exponential intelligence has to say about uh, about jihad. And jihad, although it's a it's a Muslim term. Right for holy war. Uh, if you look at history, and again, I'm not going to get into the details of history, but just tapping into, say, the religions that are out there, the three major religions that are out there. Right, uh, Christianity uh, had the Crusades. Right? That was sort of a holy war, if you consider it. Although we don't name it, call it jihad. Uh, they had that war. 
the purpose of cleansing, the purpose of bringing in a new theme, uh, a new religion, right? Destroying the old religion, destroying people, killing off people. Same thing that the Islam or the Muslims do uh, in their quest uh, to, say, rectify God's message. Uh, if you look at uh, the missionaries, the Christians uh, brought in, Catholics brought in, right? Uh, were they there to, say, purify or help people ascend higher, right? Uh, in reality, uh, they had a lot of, say, the Africans, for example, the missionaries that were brought into Africans. Uh, soon after, uh, there's a lot of those Africans turned into slaves, uh, and say slavery was started around that time, right? So again, uh, another holy war to control people, right? Or to bring them into, say, a pure state. So they say, uh, Islam as well, right? Uh, time after time, right? Uh, you, you see uh, the 9-11 bombings, uh, whether it's true or not, whether it was actually uh, the Muslim or, you know, somebody else perpetrating that. I'm not going to get into the details uh, or what I believe in. Uh, maybe on another podcast. ISIS. Right? Uh, what happens in Afghanistan, uh, where I where I was born, right? Um, <clears throat> over time and time and time again, we're always using religion. We're always using the word of God to say kill humans. So one has to wonder. One has to ask. Well, if God created humans or these individuals, why do we have to obliterate them? Why do, why do we have to, say, put sense into them, knock sense into them? So these are the kind of thoughts that we have to think about. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you really understand what jihad is, it's not about killing other humans. Right? In fact, why would God create humans? for other humans to kill. It's totally against God. It's totally against what exponential intelligence teaches. Uh, the reason for jihad, or the true meaning of jihad in any religion, okay, uh, or even spiritual practice, is really about the war of that internal self. For man to kill man is not holy war. True holy war is to praise God is to cut away the enemies of truth within us. Uh, this is the holy war we must fight. So this is the evil. This is what uh, you know. religious talks about, say, the devil uh, that infiltrates us, that distorts us, that allows us to kill other humans in the act or in the name of God. Okay? Uh, ethnic cleansing. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, and then there's presidents or countries that go, you know, I am doing this in the name of God. Uh, again, we have to enter. If God created those humans, why does some other human have the right to kill those that God created? Right? Who? What justifies that? Uh, and in a in an efficiency standpoint, okay, why would why would God create humans uh, to be killed? Right? It doesn't seem right at all. Right? Especially if it's an Almighty God, why would God need to? To, uh, to have somebody else do his dirty work. So the holy war, the jihad, uh, in any religion, including Islam, is really talking about that internal fight, right? To cleanse ourselves, to purify ourselves, to get rid of the demons uh, that distort us, destroy us, not only us, 
it destroys our family, uh, it destroys our cities, it destroys our countries, it destroys the human race. So one may ask, uh, what are we killing off inside? Right? If we are not awakened, uh, we're going to be distorted and we might kill off the wrong things or we might try to stop, say, uh, the wrong things happening to us or the wrong mental thoughts. Right? So let's really clarify what I mean by uh, wa uh, waging that internal war, that jihad inside us that takes us or keeps us away from from the acts or that connection towards pure source or in some religions, God. Okay? So this is the concept that I'm talking about. Again, purifying ourselves to a state that we understand pure source or God in its truest fashion. Okay? How do we do that? In scientific terms or in EI, exponential intelligence terms. Okay? Getting away from, say, the religious notions, the spiritual notions, uh, what does that mean? Right. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take steps, a few steps that we can take almost, well, immediately to help us uh, win that internal jihad. So, uh, exponential intelligence definition of what the religious, uh, religious books talk about. Right? Uh, when they say jihad or killing off the demons inside. So, so what we're trying to do, okay, over time, right, we get distorted over lifetimes or a family lineage, right? The way we see the world, uh, well, we have a ton of filters that, <clears throat> that we see the world through, okay? Those filters are distorting us. Those filters distort, the, distort the, the perception that we see towards other humans, towards ourself, towards our family, towards how we see God. So in EI's perspective, uh, what it's about is that you have your spirit. Right? Your spirit is, is creating the hologram of your body. Okay? And I'm not going to get into all the details. It's been covered in previous, uh, previous podcasts from uh, Podcast 50 on up. That should give you a strong basis. Okay? Uh, so let's jump back into this example. Say, say there's a movie projector. Okay? Your spirit. Your spirit is creating uh, the hologram that we see, uh, and that's our, our, our body. Okay. So we have two different distinctions now, uh, spirit uh, and then physical form. Okay. Uh, and most of us identify us at, as two different beings, uh, ourselves, and then we're always trying to reach for our spirit. And through awakening our spirit, uh, we try to reach you know, for God or pure sort. Uh, the concept of exponential intelligence is really to merge the two together, merge spirit and body into one. Now, no other religion or no other spirituality that I've heard about, seen, studied, uh, does that. It's always about your physical form, identifying who you are in physical form, and then reaching outside of yourself for something grander, whether it's your higher self or whether it's God or, you know, in this case, pure source. Okay? In true reality, and that's why there's the distortions, and that's why none of the religions uh, that you see or you hear uh, have, say, made the mark. Okay? None of the individuals of these religions can really stand out and say we're the best. Okay? 
Why is that? Because, well, they've, they're off their mark. Okay? How do we get back on the mark? Again, you can use your current religion that you are with a different understanding so it actually helps you. Okay? So let's redefine uh, what this means through the process of your current religion. Okay? So you're not, you're, not trying to, you're not trying to ascend or reach out and leave your physical form behind. Okay? That's a misconception in the religion, and that's a misconception in, say, this jihad or this war. Right? We're always trying to, say, absolve something, to clarify something, uh, to protect ourselves from an outside perspective, from an outside perpetrator. It's not about that at all. If you looked at through the thousands of years, we've always been in war. Religion is the number one cause of death uh, of humans. Right? So obviously it's not working. But time and time, year after year after year, we spend trillions of dollars and also uh, a lot of lives trying to save right, uh, our religion or our faith. So um, coming back to the example Okay. Uh, what EI proclaims, and it works, I've, I've helped tens of thousands of people uh, with this, is that you have your spirit body around you. Usually it's arms length around you, above you, below you. Okay. Your physical form is that hologram that's created, and that's what we see. Okay. The point is, or the key is, to merge the two together, to merge physical form and spirit form, so you act as one. Okay? That's what jihad is about, or the holy war uh, that, that Muslims talk about, Christians talk about, the Jews talk about, uh, the Buddhists talk about, okay? all in different forms, but again, a deeper or a higher clarification of what that truly means. Again, it's not reaching outside of yourselves. All those religions say that, you have to reach out outside of yourselves, right? Although you look inside, uh, again, you're, you look inside to clarify, to reach something outside of you. It's not that at all. Right? Once you start to understand or remove all the filters right? or the darkness or whatever you want to call it, the sins, right? whatever you want to call it, that layer between, uh, that layer between, say, spiritual your spiritual body or your spiritual essence, uh, the connection between your physical form, that layer starts to mush, uh, merge together. Uh, let's go a little deeper okay, while we're at it, and then we'll get into some exercises where you can practice daily through whatever religion that you are practicing to help you uh, understand this or actually live through it. Uh, and that is your soul. Okay. Uh, a lot of people use your soul or your spirit you know, interchangeably. What does EI define or how does EI define your soul? Okay. So there's that third component. You have your physical form, you have your soul, and then you have your spirit. That soul is a communication. Uh, just like Google Translate. It communicates or relays messages between your spirit and uh, and your human form. So your spirit does not have <clears throat> does not have the five senses or how we view our life. Okay? So how does it understand feelings, the emotions, 
right? The sensory perceptions that we perceive. It has to get translated into something spirit understands. Same way within, in physical form, right? Uh, we are sensory beings. How do we understand the concepts of what a timeless being, again, part of ourselves, is trying to relay to us so we have a better, more abundant life here, right? That's that soul. That's that translation kit. So what we're doing, as we say, release the demons inside, as in some religions call it, uh, is actually, say, making that soul thinner and thinner. So in time, there's no need for the soul. It's just you, your spirit, and furthermore, what happens is that when that soul completely disintegrates, right, because you're at a pure, a pure level, right, the two can merge together. So your spirit and your physical form unite, and it becomes one, and you become one. And this is what jihad, holy war, is all about, right, is becoming that oneness. You are just a state of being at that level. There's nothing else needed. You are complete. The beauty of this is that you don't need to fight anything outside of yourselves to be complete, feel complete. Now imagine if our leaders, okay, or terrorists, or whoever claims a holy war outside of you, if they were complete, would they ever even think of killing or uh, oppressing individuals? No, they wouldn't. There's no need for that. If you are at completeness like you are, especially if you're at the higher levels, uh, and by higher levels I mean political leaders, uh, kings, presidents, so on like that, if they were complete and they, they resonated as oneness or a state of being or a being that was just, say, one, right? What would that do to the country? What would that do to your company if you were a company owner? Okay, what would that do to your family if one of the parents or both parents resonated as an individual or a presence that just was? Some of the things that we can do right here, right now, okay? although I can, do, I can help you do it faster, Okay. Let's just get into, say, some of the physical things, no matter what religion you practice. Okay. So, for example, the Muslim religion. Right, they pray five times a day. Uh, you know, the Christian faith, they go to church Sundays. Uh, the Jewish um, have tons of, ton, tons of holidays. Okay. Uh, you go through a lot of traditions. Uh, you go through a lot of customs in those religions. Uh, and, and some of the other religions, you know, the Buddhist religion uh, or your spiritual movement, a lot, of, a lot of you who are listening have moved away from religion because it didn't work for you. So you're using something else, spirituality or even uh, atheism. Uh, again, a different form of religion. Uh, I look at atheism. So whatever practice that you're doing, okay, notice why you're doing that practice. Is it just a custom that you've learned from your parents? Or does it really work? Where does that custom come from? Uh, a lot of the religious customs actually come from uh, pagan ancestry. So be aware of that. If you are 
doing a custom, right? and it brings you distortion, right? it wreaks havoc upon you and your family, and just look at your family. If your family is distorted, obviously the customs, traditions that you practice are part of that havoc. Right? You can still practice that custom, you can still practice that faith, but you can still read holy scriptures or the book uh, that you like. However, start to understand it, start to peel away, and start to read in between the lines okay, of what they really meant. Start to move away, start to ask questions, do not just have blind faith. Just because the preacher or the mullah told you this is what it is, don't trust that. Especially if it doesn't feel right. If you've always had questions, uh, this is the time to stand up. Okay. And I'm not saying go ahead and go and fight or say that you know they're full of crap. Yeah. But again, wage that holy war internally. Cleanse yourself of the distortions that humanity has brought about in, within your religion. The best, uh, uh, the best way to do that when you're praying, when you're going to church, be totally, completely aware, not of what's being said. The important thing is to be aware of your body as you're sitting into church, as you're sitting in the church. Notice what your body's doing. Notice the thoughts that's going through your mind. Are you just wasting time being there present, your mind wandering? Again, notice your body, the position of your body as you're listening to the sermon. If you're praying, again, most of us, like for example, never pray like the way Muhammad did. Uh, he got into those deeper realms. In fact, one of the stories was he got shot by an arrow. Uh, there was, was no anesthesia. So he said, well, I'll pray, and then you can pull the arrow out. That's how deep he got into those realms where he was void of his body, right, to the higher planes. Uh, and that's where he came back with the knowledge. Right? Most of us, again, most Muslims do not practice that. Uh, they're out there thinking something else while they go through the motions of, you know, praying. Uh, and they've memorized the prayer so well uh, that it's just rote. Okay. So again, being completely aware of what the words that you're saying, the position of your body, the actions of your body as you go through it. Uh, another thing, uh, another step that we can do to bring us back into our space is outside of whatever that you practice. No matter if it's work, no matter if it's pleasure, always, again, be aware of your body. Study your body. Study how you think. Study the idle chatter that goes through your mind. Take notes on how many times you think about a certain thing. Take notes on how many times you think about or the process of thinking about why you think about, say, that topic over and over and over again, the feelings that it elicits, okay? just like a scientist following you. Right? You would be amazed at how clear, how clear your mind becomes, and you'd see the patterns that run in you. Okay? 
all these things that I'm talking about is really about, say, clarifying patterns, understanding the patterns that you resonate. Once you get into those understandings, you get to see where those patterns originated from. A lot of the times, it's not even your patterns. It's parental, you know, what you see on TV, what you've heard in the mosque or churches, right? that they've just absorbed into you. So start taking control of your own life. And before we end, before we do uh, the meta-healing, again, is helping you wage that internal jihad right? so you can be a strong warrior towards that connection to pure source. One clarification about Islam, uh, about Muhammad, actually, uh, in Islam, true Islam, or his definition, the originator of, uh, of the religion, was that you're not supposed to fight. Uh, the only reason, or the only the only one reason uh, where you can fight somebody else or draw your sword upon them is if they drew a sword first, if they attacked you first. That is the only reason. So again, uh, if you're Muslim and you're using Islam uh, as a tool for war, uh, go back to your literature, go back to your scriptures, go back to the Quran and read it again. So let's jump into uh, the meta-healing. Right? Whether you're sitting or standing or lying down. Uh, for the new individuals, again, just to break you free. Uh, prefer you having, uh, I prefer you to be standing up. Okay? So away from anything that you've practiced before. If you can physically stand up, go ahead and do so. Even seasoned individuals. Let's go ahead and take a nice, strong, deep breath in. The way we do that. Just taking that disciplined breath in, nice strong four count in, inhaling through the nose, holding it as you become aware of the expansion of the chest, the shoulders, as we release, exhaling through the mouth nice and slow, right. letting go, letting go of the tension in the shoulders, the shoulders relax, drop down. Strong breath in again, wondering how many people are listening to this podcast. Hundreds of thousands, a lot of momentum, there's strength in numbers. We can use that to our advantage. We can use it to break down those blocks that keep us from seeing who we truly are. We can use it to pull away from those shackles that bind us. As I generate those frequencies that help you shift, to help you transform much easier, much faster. All you have to do is take another breath in. Again, same process, inhaling through the nose. Holding it for a second and then releasing and asking ourselves, How do I connect to pure source even stronger? Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Nothing religious. It's nothing spiritual. Nothing dissuade you from your religion. It's actually there to enhance the practice, the faith that you have. 
as you note your body. And it didn't take long to get you into those deeper states beyond hypnosis, meditation. Just focus in on that sternum, the bone that connects the ribs in front. All you have to do. Whatever religion you are, whatever non-religion you are, look at the society that you live in. What is the belief system on jihad? Look at the history of humanity. Something that we need to propagate forward. Has it ever been a useful tool? As I continue to work on you, get a strong breath in. This time going deeper into the chest, sternum, noticing the chest, the ribs, going into the lungs, the heart, and right through, right into the back. Noticing the ribs from the back, noticing your spine, helping you open up the true understanding of what jihad means, no matter what religion you're in. Helping you get a clear direction on what you're aiming for. Many religions. There's no clear direction. So many variables, we don't know where we are. Mostly confused. So removing the clutter. So we can s clearly see that direction connecting to a higher self, which allows us to connect to pure source or whatever your definition might be.
Just noting your breath. Coming strong, confident, fighting for the right to be your highest possible self, to be that oneness. All religions, all spirituality, all individuals at your core level want, again, being that oneness, that completeness. Again, noting your breath as we take another strong breath in, inhaling through the nose, holding it for a second or two, and then exhaling through the mouth, confident, clear focus. Go ahead and leave you in the space for as long as you wish. As long as you stay in this space, be connected to that mastermind group that was created. I recommend staying here as long as you can. Thanks for being on the podcast. Notice what you notice. And then start noticing the details of what you notice. Take care, and I'll see you soon.